Hi everyone and welcome to Keep in Mind. I'm James. And I'm Peter. Wherever you are in your journey of following Jesus, we want this to be a place where you discover truth to keep in mind. We're so glad to have you with us. Now let's listen to God's truth for us today. Scripture reading today is Psalm 107. We're going to read verses 1 to 3 and then skip over a large chunk and then end with the last verse of the psalm, verse 43. So starting in verse 1. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from trouble and gathered in from the lands, from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. Whoever is wise, let him attend to these things. Let them consider the steadfast love of the Lord. Now, I love this psalm, and it's really been an anchor for me in these past few weeks. Now, at the time of recording, it is early May, and the coronavirus is still very much a real and present reality. Um, Now, if we were to go back maybe five or six weeks and sort of lockdown was sort of looming on the cards, I don't know about you, but for me, I was thinking about all the things that I might get around to finally doing if lockdown were to go in effect. You know, I had a stack of books that I said, I'm going to read through all of these so much more quickly now that I have all this extra time. I'm going to catch up on podcasts. I'm going to, yeah, do all these different things, DIY projects. And maybe that's been you. Um, But as we're entering into the sixth week, um, I can confidently say that I have not read as much as I wanted to. I've not been able to do as much. In fact, my productivity has gone down. It feels like there's a a swirling amount of articles to read, things to watch, books to read. You go on social media and there's a million things that everyone else is doing and it feels sometimes like I'm just way behind. There's a sense in which I think there's we're all sort of uh, coping with information overload, sort of content whiplash. You know, there's so many things to keep up to date with, whether it be the news, what's going on in the world, how you should be parenting, what books you should be reading. There's just so, so much knowledge and opinions that it can become quite disorienting. And so as we come to this psalm, the psalm brings up the word wisdom and the wise. And I think it's important for us to think about how knowledge is contrasted with wisdom. Maybe a working definition of wisdom is learning to live well in God's world. Learning to live well in God's world. You could say living life with your feet on the ground. You know, knowledge and opinion, they're helpful statements, but what do you do with those knowledge statements to actually live a life well in God's kingdom? To live truth embodied. That's really what wisdom is all about. Now, many of you will be thinking, well, I already know what the sort of the baseline of wisdom is. You're probably going to that passage in Proverbs in your mind that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. This idea that there is a creator, there is someone so much larger than us, and we are his creatures. And that sort of fear, awe, and recognition, a sort of larger framework for understanding the world is the key starting point for wisdom, which is absolutely true. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. But here in this psalm, wisdom is considering his steadfast love. It attends to the things that the psalm speaks about. Wisdom here notices that God is not just a distant being, but he's close and he's working all around us. 
And so really what this psalm is doing, it's, it's inviting us as children, sort of almost, to pull up a chair, a classroom chair, to be in attendance to the things he does so we might become wise. Now, this word consider, I think it's very helpful to think about considering as using our imagination. Now, I don't think we normally think about using our imaginations when it comes to faith and it comes to reading the Bible, probably because when we think of imagination, we think of um, storybooks and wizards and fairies and sort of the world of fiction. And anytime we imagine anything, it must not be real, it must be fictitious. But I think that using our imagination doesn't automatically mean that something is not real. It's not necessarily fiction, but imagination is also the ability we have to recall and remember. It's the ability that we have in our minds to focus on something. Even think about faith being the things that we believe in that are unseen. Imagination helps us to picture and to consider what it is that we actually believe in. I mean, even take Jesus, for example, when he was speaking on how to handle anxiety, he tells us to consider the birds of the air and consider the lilies of the field. Now, for his listeners, they may have actually been near a field of wildflowers or birds were flying overhead. We don't really know. But what Jesus is asking us to do is to imaginatively recall to mind those very real and very tangible experience of seeing birds flying above us, chirping away. He's asking us to imaginatively recall the moments when we see the wildflowers blooming as they are today at the beginning of May. And so this psalmist is calling us to attend to these things and to consider the steadfast love of God, to exercise our imaginations in order to see what is actually most true, most real, and most solid. So perhaps you need to slow down today and read the 40 verses between the first verse we read and the last verse in this psalm as sort of the psalmist one by one recalls how God works even in the most dire circumstances. Maybe we need to let our minds paint the pictures of what the psalmist describes in this psalm. Let me just read a few highlights. In verse 9, we read, he satisfies the longing soul and the hungry soul he fills with good things. I mean, what does that look like? A hungry soul being fed. In verse 10 and 14, we read, Some were prisoners and they sat in darkness, but they cried to the Lord and he brought, out, brought them out of darkness from the shadow of death and burst their bonds apart. In verse 17, Some suffered affliction and could not eat as they drew near to the gates of death. But they cried to the Lord, and he sent out his word, and he healed them. In verse 23, some went down to the sea in ships as the storms rose, which mounted them up to heaven, then back down to the depths as their courage melted away. But they cried to the Lord, and he made the storm be still, and the waves were hushed. In verse 35, he turns a desert into pools of water. Think of cicadas and the sound of the desert and the sound of the cool, calm streams, the pools of water. He turns a parched land into springs of water and there he lets the hungry dwell and they sow fields and plant vineyards which, large, which yield large fruit. He makes their families like the flocks. Which brings to the end of the psalm, whoever is wise, let him attend to these things. 
So can you imaginatively picture these people? Can you imaginatively see their joy when God shows up? Now, it's one thing to think back on what the psalmist is recalling these stories, but perhaps our imaginations are the most powerful when we allow ourselves to be still and consider the moments in our own life when Jesus was so real to us and he lifted our heads. I know all of us have those moments in our life we can point to and say, Jesus was there with me. You know, Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 1.24 that Jesus Christ is the power and the wisdom of God. If, tr- if wisdom is truth embodied, then Jesus, the incarnate Son of God, the Logos, as the Apostle John writes, then Jesus is wisdom in himself. When we look at Jesus, we see the very wisdom of God. Jesus is the fulfillment of living well in God's world. You know, he walked his days with a single-minded focus, knowing even in the most dire circumstances, he was perfectly loved by his Heavenly Father. And that gave him the ability to move through life unencumbered by the things that you and I find ourselves weighed down by, because he was driven and he was compelled by the steadfast love of God. And so today, I want to encourage you to enter into the classroom of wisdom. In these days when we're flooded with new and good things to read and digest, to watch and to process, this psalmist also calls us back to the fountainhead of wisdom itself. So maybe we take time and read through Psalm 107, or we sit down and remember and imagine those moments when Jesus changed everything for us. When we do this, when we consider This will give our minds an easiness and will bring more clarity into these blurry and confusing days. These very real, remembered and imagined, concrete moments will guide us through very real and concrete moments of our days in wisdom. Whoever is wise, let him attend to these things. Let them consider the steadfast love of God. Thanks for joining us. Keep in mind is a ministry of Bradfield and Ruffin Baptist Church. For more information, visit www.brbaptistchurch.com.